Once again, it's my privilege to welcome each and every one of you for this morning worship. And uh, on behalf of the leadership, once again, it's uh, my pleasure to wish you all a very blessed, prosperous New Year. Amen? God is keep on telling and speaking to us in these days about the, uh, and as a summary, it is all about the abundance of life. Do you like that? God promises the abundance of life for each and every one of us in this new year 2014. And as it came in this morning, as a prophecy from the word of God, this very gathering in this morning itself itself is a sign for us that we are going to increase. How do you say that? How do you say that? How do you believe that? The very place where we are gathering, you know the size of it. And it is always, and it is an opening for us to increase in our personal life, in the family life, in the spiritual life, in the ministry, and for that, each and every one of us are responsible for the spiritual growth and also the church growth in this country. Amen? This is the vision. You can see from your physical eye how much work is waiting for you. That means we have to work and bring the soul, fill the place, let the kingdom of God to be established on this part of this world. Amen? Usually, when we think of a new year, always we, it comes to our mind is about a resolution. We, individually, for a birthday or an anniversary or a new year like this, usually, Christian used to make or take a resolution in our life. And at the end of the year, when you look behind it, most of us, we give up. And we become discouraged, and we are dis- uh, di- uh, di- disappointed, because we could not make it. And uh, resolution is not promising, or it is not giving vote. It is decision-making, or we can say it is a setting of spiritual goals for our life. So, for our, it is good to have a resolution that will help us for the positive growth and also resolutions are like a, a, a decision making, as I said, it will help us to focus and to aim sharply and avoid destruction in our life. So today, for our meditation, I took a title of Resolution for the Faithful Ministry. Resolutions for Faithful Ministry. And uh, in the book of, in the epistle of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, we 
When you go through the, the whole chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 1 to 26, there are many things mentioned here about the 12 resolutions. As an individual, as a Christian, as a believer, we should make for the future growth of the ministry or for the faithful ministry. So that can be categorized in four categories. We have to make a personal, in our personal testimony, our resolution in our personal discipline, our resolution in our personal growth, and also in our personal service. Once again, in a personal testimony, in personal discipline, in personal growth, in personal service. When we do or make a resolution in this, definitely it is not only we who are going to be blessed you know, as an individual, and that will bring blessings and victory in the ministry and in the church as well. Amen? Do you believe that? Are you ready to go through the what are the, to know the what are the resolutions of this year? Let's go through it. First of all, in our personal testimony. Verse 1 says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It is a commandment. We are commanded to be strong. It is not a suggestion. It is a commandment. Be strong. In what? This is... That means we have to increase in strength. We have to increase our strength in our strength. It cannot be possible with our own. For that, what is given? It is possible only with the grace of God. It is possible only it by with the grace of God. So in this year, we need to in, to be increasing in our strength. This is not something that we can ourselves, as I say, and make a resolution of 2014 that you want to be strong in Jesus Christ. The only way, by His grace. If we have been defeated over and over again, and you are discouraged in the past year, my challenge today to each and every one of us is, give up your strength, but lean on the grace of God, and God will give you the strength by His grace that will help you for the growth. Secondly, be a faithful model and mentor in a personal testimony. Verse 2 says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. I believe the scripture tells us that here, God wants us to be models and mentors to others. God wants us to be a model and mentors to others. What do you mean that? Someone, God needs us to mentor others as well for the maturity. So today, the challenge for us is that we cannot do this unless you yourself 
have been faithful in listening. That is, we should pay attention to listen God's word and follow God's word in our life and be faithful in attending the teaching and preaching that you will be an example to others, that you will be a teacher to someone and perhaps that all the Lord wants you to discipline someone in this year, make a point and note it down. Don't delay, make a time to do, do that. Today is the beginning to share the gospel to others. That means, first of all, see that you are following Christ and make people to follow you. In, in this case, I also can suggest we should have someone to follow who is more mature than us. There is no one other than Christ. Then you may have a leader or anyone of your friend who is more mature than you so that you will follow them. You will follow Christ. As you follow Christ, you will also lead someone to follow you. This should be a resolution as a second resolution as your personal testimony. That is, be faithful and model and, as a, and mentor. Secondly, in our personal discipline, when we look into the verse from two to t- 3 to 10, here Paul gives three pictures and one example. Already we shared about in this passage a message on a normal Friday. Here, what the Paul present to us, the three pictures. One is the soldier. Second, the sportsman. Third, a farmer. The example is Paul himself. Paul himself setting an example for us to learn about personal discipline as a Christian. As a number one, in this, be a tough and focused soldier. Verse 3 says, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The word means, tough means to suffer hardship, suffer affliction. You may be wondering, what is the word is coming to us on the first day of the first year of the new year? But there is no one as a Christian, whoever is victorious, they are all gone through the hardships in our life. You yourself will know by in your experiences in the past life, you have not come to a victorious Christian without any going through any hardships in your life. The Bible is very clear. The picture is about the soldier. Soldier is not only to protect and, uh, and to save the people and he is also going through so many things in his life. Let me go through it. He gives a picture here, the soldier who has to endure many things. Soldiers have to go through much hardship, whether it is in the training or in the actual uh, battle. Often, soldiers are deprived for their favorite foods, drinks, favorite pastimes, and no comfortable bed, have to endure cold showers, cold food, dirty, dusty, and hot conditions. 
These are all the situations they have gone through. God has called each and every one of us as soldiers. Soldiers for whom? Unless the training, you cannot become a soldier. It is not just to going with, the, with, all, the, with the, all the homes and standing before and become a soldier. He has to go through the hardship. By the way, all good soldiers are soldiers who obey the orders that are given. So, as a Christian, what is your goal this year? Are you aiming to do the things make you happy? Or are you seeking to please the Lord who called you? Verse 4 says, that's why we are to be focused to Christian. So here the word is, we should discipline ourselves as a tough, focused soldier. Secondly, be as a disciplined as a sportsman, athlete. Verse 5 says, and also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. One who disciplines his life so that he can train to compete. We have to go by the master's rules, not on our own rules. If we seek to receive a reward, then we have to make sure that what we do pleases the master. That means complying with the, all the rules. And this requires lots of personal discipline. Discipline in personal life by using our time, with our habits, with our diet, sleep, rest, a discipline in training. There are no shortcuts at all to become a Good Christian athletics. Note, any world, the class at the first class athletes who work and train hard, it may take many long years before he became a victorious or to be win the race. But it takes a very long years. But at the same time, after 10 years or 15 years, whatever the person, there is a tendency to forget about them. But what God kept you or reward which is stored for each and every one of us or what we receive on this earth itself, that is not to fade away, not to be forgotten, that is forever. Amen? Do you wish to have that eternal crown which God has promised to us? Do you aiming for that crown? So it is the, the, the resolution today is we should make it, we should become a good Christian or athlete in this world. Discipline in our life. Thirdly, be as a patient as a farmer. When you look at the former, verse 6 says, The hard-working former must be first be partake of the crops. We see Paul shows us that there are three ways in which we deny ourselves. The soldier denies himself 
the world. The athlete must obey six rules and the in the competition and in his life. And the former must labor and patiently wait for the results. The former must be patient. He labors every day from the time to flow, flow until the hours. That may take months, almost a year. So he do not know what is going to happen in the future. It is no one that I can say. It is no use ripping hard when there is no sowing of seeds. So he labors with patience, not knowing how much reward he will get it. He labors in hope, trusting God with the ultimate fruits of the labor. He labors with diligence, watching daily anything that could return or destroy the cross. So we as a Christian, when we make a resolution, let us make a resolution as a former, be patient in our life in 2014. Amen? What are the disciplines of our... Uh, uh, one more. Be full of endurance. In a personal discipline, the fourth one is be full of endurance. Verse 9 to 10. We see Paul's testimony for his endurance. Verse 9 says, He suffered trouble, falsely accused as an evildoer for the gospel's sake. He also suffered as a prisoner for the same reason, even unto bonds. But while they can imprison the man, they cannot stop the word. Word 10 says, Induce all things, all things. We may take the use of the word, all things, for many things, but not for endurance. Here, Paul exhorts us, encourages us, endure all things for the sake of the others might be saved. That should be our goal. Is it not our wish that we have blessed God wants, God wants us to use us to be a blessing? Do you believe that? Say amen to that. That shows your acceptance and your commitment in this way. This is the resolution you are taking. Brethren, make it as a resolution that this year we direct our lives to be tough soldiers of Jesus Christ, disciplined athletes and patient farmers, and that all we do, we do it with the aim of seeing the eternal consequences that is not just a temporal reward, but today, gold, but today, when we make this kind of uh, resolutions, God is going to honor you with His grace. With His grace. Because His grace is in abundance in our life. As He was in the 2013, and He will be with us in this new year. Thirdly, in our personal growth. What is the resolution we make it in our personal growth? No amount of training and discipline will help if we are not growing as a result. We should grow. That should be our aim. That is not only, should not, not only our desire, it is God who expects us. As a growing Christian, 
He is not interested in seeing us as a 20 year, 30 year or 10 year or any amount of year just as a believer. As you are born on the day of you accept Christ, it is not just continuing into the living in the same level. God expects us to grow spiritually. We expect the growth in different ways. In a physical life and also in other ways, financially, materially. But we usually do not take much interest or look behind the spiritual growth in our life. When we make a resolution, how many of us gone through the resolution what we made in the last year and how much we achieved it? But today, if you are not achieved anymore and you are not supposed to be discouraged by that, give away 2013. Take a fresh start. 2014, God will help you. So this year I want to challenge everyone towards setting a goal of personal growth in Christ. Peter told us, suffering Christian, they needed to grow in order to attain victory in their lives. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18 says, Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18, but Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Grow in the grace that God has given us. That is, in increase in our use of the grace or divine health that God has already given to us. We fail because we don't use what God has given to us. Most of us. We do not make use of the grace what God has given to us. It is in abundance. When we make use of the grace of God, that will help us to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not only as a Savior, and He is our Lord. The Lord of our life. So, dear children of God, let us firstly be as dear as you wanted to grow spiritually or in a spiritual life. Be dead to the world. Verse 11 says, It is a faithful saying that it is true. If we are dead to the world, we are able to live in Christ. The scripture tells us, that this was done the moment we have we were saved, we are dead to the world. Colossians chapter three, if we go through one to three, Colossians chapter three from one to three. If then we were raised up with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on earth. So here also gives us a new life, verse 4, that we are able to live differently in our spiritual life. We should date to, our, to the world or to our own desire. Scripture exhorts us, always look above, above. Our life has to be focused above, because the scripture says that, shows that. Above means, who is above? What is above? What is above? 
Christ is above. Not look at the things of the world. Look at above. Let our focus be above. So dead to say, dead to know to the sin and look to the Lord who is the Savior and the Lord of our life. Secondly, be a diligent student. Verse 15 says, the word study means to give diligence. We need to be diligent student of the word of truth. Have you set the goals in this year? It is not only getting a goals or a, from here. By your own life in a spiritual, spiritual, you should have desire what you are going to do in this year. So our desire or our goal setting should be, or the uh, resolution should be, based on our Bible reading, our Bible study, our teaching goals, prayer timing. So Christian life, it is not possible if you are praying just a 15, or if you are not praying regularly, you cannot make a resolution of making it today, I will pray from this year about two years, two hours a day. It is not possible. Don't make it very long. Start with the 15 minutes or half an hour and keep increasing. Christian life is not to jump. Christian life is always to walk. Christian life is a walk, not a jump. So people may jump. That's why they fall. They could not be able to get up. Let us keep this thought in our life, in our mind in this day. Let us walk gradually, steadily, so that we will grow gradually. We will not fall into any snare or temptation of the world. Be an approved workman. Verse 15. Here, I see that there are three things that we need to work at God's approval. Our labor in personal study and at our application. We need to work at God's approval. We need to work at our study. We need to work at our application. Be a doer this year. James chapter 1 verse 22. Very shortly, I brief it. Be a doers of the world, not hearers only. That is enough for you. Whatever we are very much interested, some of them know. Most of us, I can say, most of us, interested to hear, but very few of us paying attention and taking into consideration to follow. So as a Christian, as a believer, make a decision. In this day, we are not just heirs of the world, but we, we will become doers of the world. The word of God. The psalmist says, 119, 99 and 90, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Verse 100, I understand more than the ancient because I keep thy precepts. That should be our portion in this day. That should be our commitment in this day. Can we do that? Amen. Finally, in a personal service, how do we, what revolution, resolution we can take it? First of all, be holy. Verse 19. As we enter into a new year, I believe that the most important thing 
that we need to be is be holy. As James suggested, we need to have clean hands and pure heart. James 4 verse 8 Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. It is very simple. Let us make a resolution to live a holy living. Clean heart, pure hands. That's enough for you. Under personal service. Two, be a gentle servant and teacher. Verse 24 to 25, when you look at it, I have no time to go through all, but you know from this what is expected. You go home and read the whole chapter, then we'll know what you have heard. As James says, sorry, in this, as a servant to uh, become a gentle servant and teacher, verse 25, 24 to 25, resolve to have a right attitude in this year. Not just in service, but in your daily life. We need to be someone who has got a ready heart to teach others. This is also requires patience, spirit, that is, in a person. It is also requires spirit of meekness, of humility. And verse 24 says, Put this in relation to all men, everyone that we encounter, whether in the workplace, at home, or in a school, wherever we are, we are. Be patient to share the goodness of Christ, the Word. Take it as a challenge today. And we should be gentle and humble. Finally, be in the will of God. Verse 26. Now if we examine 25 and 26 again, you will see that there are those whom God would have to grant repentance. That is, to turn them around from the direction that they are going to the direction that acknowledges God's truth. This is in a turns to help them to recover from the snare of the devil. Now I want to think here. There is, or there are, in reality... There are two types of will here. God's will and devil's will. Don't fool yourself. Self-will is also the devil's will. We may think that we have a, there are self-will. Self-will is, belongs to devil's will. It is of the flesh. And uh, you know that example of how uh, from Isaiah 14, 12 to 15, how the very beginning... The self-will of Satan made him to fall. So he was the one who deceived Eve into talking up about self-will, self-determination, and self-reliance instead of total dependence on God. That is how he deceived Eve in the very beginning. So it is not matter if we are talking about the faithful church attendance, or a faithful service what we do, or faithful witnesses what we do, if we are trying to do this through our own strength, 
or with our own flesh, instead of leaning on the God's grace, it is still our own way. Let me repeat it again. If we are trying to do this through our own strength and our flesh, instead of leaning on God's grace, it is still our own way. And the will leads to your captivity by the devil instead. So let us learn to lean on God's grace. We cannot do anything by our own or with our own strength, ability, qualification, anything. Put all on the cross. Keep Christ in your life. As Christ came to this world, we have celebrated in the last one month the birth of Christ. The one who came as a born child. But today, he is a living Christ in our life. And he is the coming king as well. And that is why the cross is our logo in our life. We should die to our sins daily and follow him. So let me, as a conclusion, what we do in a person as a revolution. There are 12 resolutions, as I said. Under the personal testimony, be a strong in God's grace. Verse 1. Be a faithful model and mentor. In personal discipline, be a tough, focused soldier. Verse 3. Be a disciplined as a sportsman. Verse 5. Be a patient as a farmer. Verse 6. Be full of endurance. Verse 9 to 10. In personal growth, be dead to the world, be a diligent student, be an approved workman. That's verse 15. In personal service, verse 19, be holy, be a gentle servant and teacher. Verse 24 and 25, be in the will of God. Verse 26. The good thing about New Year is that we can rest on reset everything and have a fresh new start. That means 2013's failure do not need to hold us back. The failures of 2013 should not hold us back. This reminds me God's grace, that when grace comes to our life, we can have a fresh new beginning. Today is a new beginning. Today is a new beginning. The new beginning for abundance of God's grace. The new beginning for the abundance life in our spiritual life. In all the way, don't say that. Well, I have to not to have a resolution since they will be broken. No. Forget about the past. Look forward. As we started, uh, starting today, let us, let this be a new start. So the key is, be strong in the grace of our Lord. Be strong in the grace of our Lord. The same grace that took him to the cross, the same grace is available to all those who are willing to humble themselves and cry out before the Lord that we need His help 
in this year. Shall we turn to Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight? When I meditate on this word to share on for this day, actually the theme came to me is about abundance life. And I was thinking, what is about the abundance of life? What is our part in this? Actually, it is not easy to keep or hold, follow 12 resolutions for a year. But in one chapter there are 12 resolutions who are mentioned. And it is also easy to remember and to follow. They are all for the, our personal when life as a realistic. It is not something as a theory or a doctrine or a, 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 sorry, about a theology. It is not a theology. It is very simple resolution for our, in our, from our day-to-day living. And the promise what God has given is this. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. I read it from, first of, first from New King James Version. God is able to make all grace Abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things. May have an abundance for every good work. Let me read it from uh, Revised Standard Version. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance. Is it clear? God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance. So that you may always have enough of everything and may provide in abundance for every good works. So how many always and everything is there? Every blessing in abundance that you may always have enough of everything and may provide in abundance for every good work. So, the condition is the good work. If we do good work, it means us. You should mean it. If we do good work, the promise of God is, He will give us the abundance of grace, the abundance of blessing, in all things, in everything. Amen? Always in everything. So that is the promise for us. Let us focus on abundance life this year, and God is, is giving us the abundance, give us, the abundance of grace in this year as we start for the good work. When all of us follow the resolution what God has taught us, definitely, as we have come from the beginning, God will bless us and multiply us in all the way. In your family, in your personal life, and also in your work, you can see the work that will, we will enlarge in this place occupy the whole space. As we have had the experience of the whole church, in the new church, as we are going to worship, God has to see 
that we are all was, that will become an evidence people will be standing outside. Amen? Let us close our eyes. Let us prepare ourselves for the communion. Then we'll pray together. Let us turn to First Corinthians chapter 11. If the table is prepared for us. First Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23 onwards. For I received from the Lord that we also deliver to you the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take it this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the, this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Let's close our eyes, prepare ourselves. As we heard the word, keep this in mind. And as we are going to come and take part in this table. Remember what the Lord commanded us. It reminds us God sent His Son Jesus Christ to this world to give His life to save us. Today we are here as His children and as a witness that we are His children and taking part in this table. That gives a sign that we are all one. At the same time, it is a testimony that all our sins are forgiven. Today, the scripture exalts us. We should not take part in this in an unworthy manner. We cannot judge you, but you can judge yourself. Pray unto God. Prepare your hearts and come into the table to take part in this, that identify, acknowledge that we are partakers of Christ in our life. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the blood and the wine which you kept. Lord, as you said and commanded us to do this in remembrance of you, Yes, Lord, it shows that 
we are all delivered from the bondage of sin. We are all cleansed by the precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. It also shows that we are all one as a body. We are come together in union, in faith, in love, in understanding, in your word. And we also commanded to proclaim this gospel to the world until you coming to this world to judge us. Dear Father, bless the wine and the bread, sanctify it, and as you are going to take part into our lives, let the blessings be imported in, in our lives, O oh Father. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Now, as we say that it is the table kept for the children of God, those who are accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and obey the Lord into what is the baptism, please come in the order as the ushers are guiding you. Please cooperate with them. My hope is on nothing Jesus is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the reader's prayer, but holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is Seems to hide his face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds grace in the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His hope is covered and his blood supports me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When the lost trumpet voice wash and sound, oh may I then in Him be found. Clothed is righteousness alone, for to stand before His throne. 
Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the weakest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Darkness seems to hide his I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds weight in the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is Even as you have received that body and the blood of the Lord. Remember that this is not a ritual. Remember what Christ did. As you start this new year, as you start 2014, remember that you are here today. You and I are here today. You and I can talk of an abundant life. The abundant life that we have been promised for 2014. Simply because Christ died that you and I can live. He died that you and I can live. Not just live, but live abundantly. John 3.16 simply states this. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And in 17 it says this, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through Him might be saved. 
as we step into 2014, don't take the condemnation of 2013 with you. Leave it behind. Let it roll off your shoulders. Don't let the sin of the past be with you as you step into the new year. That's what Christ did. He said, throw it away. I am taking it away from you. And let's remember that as we step into this year. That we are going without a burden. Because Christ has promised us, not that we are going to carry our burdens, but that we are going to have abundant life. This year, let every word that comes out of our mouth be a word of encouragement. Be a word of positive confession. Let us not take the trials of the day and put them on our shoulders and, and stoop down and say that this is my portion. No, it is not. 2014 is a year of success. 2014 is a year of profit. 2014 is a year of victory. You have never seen a year like 2014. It is your year. It is my year. It is the year of the Lord. Let Him work His miracles in you and me. At the end, on December 31st, let every one of us stand and say, 2014 has been a year of abundance. My life has been a life of abundance. Father God, we want to thank You. We want to praise You, Lord. We want to thank You, Lord Father, that on this day, the first day of the new year that You have given us, Lord Father, You have made it possible, Lord Father, for all of us to join together, praising You, worshipping You, Lord Father, listening for Your Word, Lord Father, surrendering ourselves into Your hands, and grasping, Lord Father, that You have given us life abundant, Lord Father. We thank You, Lord, and we take that. We cherish that, Lord Father. And we step into this year, Lord Father, not worried about anything, Lord Father, not carrying our, our burdens of last year, Lord Father, but stepping with hope, stepping with faith as we move into this year. Father God, help us to be obedient to your word, Lord Father. Yes, Father God, even though we have things to endure, I pray, Lord, that we will be obedient to your word and our faith will take us through, Lord Father. Father God, we commit every one of us into your hands, Lord. And we pray, Lord Father God, that at the end of this year, every one of us gathered here, Lord Father, will still be here, Lord Father. Everyone, Lord Father, who is a member of the Bread of Life Fellowship, Lord, will still be here, Lord Father. And we shall stand and testify that you truly are a God of abundance. We give all glory to you. Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for your presence with us today. We thank you, Lord Father, for every person you have used this day, Lord Father. We thank you, Father God, for every person who is here, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you will go ahead of us, guide us, guard us, mentor us, lead us, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. We give all glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever.
Amen. Amen. Go in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen.